good morning, good afternoon, good evening or good night, wherever you may be. Welcome to yet another episode of the Fluid Talks podcast. With me, host number one, your only host for, for today's session because Tony is a bit of a snake. Um, and yeah, he's, he's a bit of a snake. I know he's standing right behind me, but yes, Tony, I hope you can hear that you're a snake. Please say it with me. Yeah, he, he said that he's a snake. He agrees. Um, we have a guest who we will get to in just a bit. But before doing that, on to the news as always. Um, it'll be rather lonely because, you know, there's, there's no one to bounce ideas off of other than our guest. And our guest doesn't check in until later. Um, so, one is... The <laughs> anyway, um... On to the news. This is something I'd forgotten to mention in the last weeks, in the last episode. Uh, something that I found interesting and absurd in equal measure. Um, IBM spun off its IT or legacy IT or whatever business into a completely different entity called Kindrill. Um, that's K-Y-N-D-R-Y-L, Kindrill. Um, if that sounds ridiculous, that's probably because it is slightly ridiculous. Um, what was the basis of the name? Kinship, as in, let's see, kinship, kinship, uh, I can't find that sentence. Uh, whatever, it'll be in the source, it'll be in the link below. And since this wasn't really meant to be in today's episode, you know, it's it's not all that important. Kinship and tendril. You'll you'll read up more on that. Now on to today's actual, <laughs> actual. Uh, wh- why are you laughing, guy behind the mic? Okay, on to today's actual news. Um, what is this? What is this? Number one, Netflix shares uh, dip in value after missing their subscriber target. Uh, Netflix added only, please note only. 4 million subscribers in the first quarter. <laughs> only 4 million, you know. <laughs> only. <laughs> um, at the end of March, they had 208 million customers globally, falling short of its own guidance or own estimates of 210 million, hence the, the, the slide in share price. Um, but for those of you who are Netflix buffs, worry not. It's still way in the lead in the service it provides with Disney Plus, the nearest competitor at a hundred million subscribers, which which is absurd for a new service if you really think about it because Disney Plus launched, what, two years ago? Um, oh, okay, more recently. Okay, yeah. Uh, so for it to get to a hundred million subscribers, uh, which is just under half of Netflix, is is quite impressive. Yeah, end of item number one. Item number two is a follow-up to what we covered in the last episode, which is uh, flocks. For those of you who listen, who who listened to the last episode, flocks, you know what it is. For those who don't listen to the last episode, yes, I'm upselling. Um, so following up on that, Vivaldi Brave. Uh, DuckDuckGo, 
and edge on the browser front uh, disabling flocks so you know that's pretty heavy and on the actual web side of things wordpress uh, is likely to disable flocks on its websites and wordpress websites are a lot <laughs> they are quite like wordpress websites make up a large portion of the web um i think of some estimate i i saw online it's about 40 percent of the web which is <laughs> i mean ridiculous um so you know it'll be interesting to see how how that plays out um yeah on to another news item you see, you, you see you see how lonely it is uh, guy behind the mic eh? Tony, Tony, don't laugh. Don't, don't laugh, Tony. Don't laugh. Anyway, it's fine. Um, Apple had an event where they revealed some interesting things, including a new iMac. And the iMacs will be coming in many colors, <laughs> to say the least. Um, powered by its M1 processor. They also launched a new iPad Pro powered by the M1 processor. Uh a lot of apple stuff that's that's a by the way more more than more than something too seriously heavy oh 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 before i forget um the new iMacs are only USB C and surprisingly they keep the 3.5 millimeter port which is um quite surprising for apple uh yeah that's that's about all I have to say on the matter. And on to item number wait, that was item number what? No, that wasn't number two, that was like three. Okay. Okay, yeah, three. Yeah, alright. On to the next one. Four. Facebook is creating a clubhouse clone. Um and <laughs> and if if that was not surprising, then you know you you're, you're informed but if it is surprising to you then you don't know what facebook or how facebook operates um so facebook will roll out a series of audio features in the next few months including live audio rooms which is its version of the app clubhouse um additionally they will have uh sound bites sound bites will be short audio clips that will be shared on the newsfeed uh Will this push Facebook into more anti-competitive territory? Definitely. But um, do they care? Probably not. Uh, and that's all I'll say on the matter. <laughs> uh, another one. Today is heavy. Today is really heavy. Um, another one is, and I'll read this straight off the, the article title. MI5 warns of spies using LinkedIn to trick staff into spilling secrets. So social engineering. Um, MI5 not Mission Impossible Five. MI5, the intelli- the UK intelligence agency. Uh, so at least ten thousand UK nationals have been approached by fake profiles linked to hostile states over the past five years. Uh, it warned users who had accepted such connection requests might have then been lured into sharing secrets. So it's not so much um, have vulnerabilities as it is social engineering um so be alert be alert carada 
that's it for that one. And I think <laughs> I think this is my last news item. Um, again, in the UK, TikTok sued for billions over use of children's data. The claim is being filed on behalf of millions of children in the UK and EU who have used the hugely popular video sharing app. If successful, the children affected could each be owed thousands of pounds. Uh, lawyers allege that TikTok takes children's personal information, including phone numbers, videos, exact location, and biometric data without sufficient warning, transparency, or the necessary consent required by law. Um, then a whole lot more about this. As always, this material will be posted in... Well, the links will be posted in the description, so... Educate yourself and your loved ones, or if you're feeling stingy, just yourself. Yeah, that that concludes today's heavy-ish, at least from one person, from the point of view of one person. Uh, today's heavy news briefing. Yeah, any questions? Any questions? Okay, I don't, I don't really care about you, guy behind them. Okay, no, 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 no. I really do care about you. I really do care about you. Um, it's, it's, it's. You do important work by transforming the the ramblings of 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 people into something that's that's listened to by a few other people. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> on to today's subject, and we have a guest who we have ignored, as is our custom. Up until this point in time. So for those listening in, please state your full name for the record. Zachary Petroni. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, now, Zach is here as as an honorable guest. Okay, no. Okay, maybe maybe, maybe let me drop the honorable bit. Um, he's here as a guest for reasons that will become clear as we proceed. Um, but but uh, before before we, we, we go too far, uh, there are some things you you must be made aware of, Zach. Right. So when you're on the show, there are certain laws you need to abide by. The first of which is, a robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. The second. <laughs> um, okay, no, no, those those aren't actually the 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 how we how we try to do things. Uh, those are the three laws of robotics by um, Isaac Asimov. Um, yeah. So, we... Actually, no, maybe a guideline, you know, but 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 something the guy behind the mic would would, would, uh, would, would find easier is we, we strive to keep this show as uh, family-friendly as possible so that those of us with children, <coughs> the guy behind the mic, um, you know, can can share their work, <laughs> can share the, the fruits of their work with their children and, and their mothers and grandmothers. and We love you, we love you. Anyway, um, welcome, Zach. Thank you. Now, we brought you in for a very, a very interesting purpose, and that is uh, to pick your brain a bit. So, to get the ball rolling, um, could you give us or could you tell us a bit about yourself, you know, your background and uh, yeah. Sure thing. <coughs> He's thinking, so, you know, you can you can imagine. Clock. No, well, <laughs> how far to go back? Uh, it, 
all the way back, born, raised, schooled in the States. Uh, uh, yeah, sure, that cool. I mean, yeah, sure, that, that works. I mean, I mean that works. <laughs> um, have been operating in sub-Saharan Africa now for the past eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, started in the not-for-profit space mm-hmm. and and kind of took a stepwise trajectory out of the impact space and into the realm of uh, for-profit. Mm-hmm. Um and and consecutively moved earlier stage with each step Mm, mm, mm. um and have done stuff around kenya um tiny bit in tanzania Mm -hmm. some in uganda and then uh recently in nigeria as well excellent 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 um are you allowed to name any names um of where you may or may not have um been at yeah sure uh so some of the names that folks might know uh, Komaza in the social enterprise space. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, there's is a microforestry mm-hmm. um, based out in Kilifi, and then I, from my knowledge now, I have some operations up country mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then the the bigger name would be Safe Boda, mm-hmm. uh, led the expansion into Nigeria with uh, some of the expansion team and the global team. Excellent, excellent. Um, how many countries does Safe Buddha operate in? Just, I, because I'm, I'm genuinely asking for myself. N- n- now, now or then? <laughs> um, then it was was three. Mm-hmm. Um, in twenty, kind of late 2020, mm-hmm. uh, there was a decision to pull out of Kenya and mm-hmm. and, and Nairobi. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so now it's just Uganda and Nigeria. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, and it's actually what you've been involved in that's uh, that's kind of led us to take a bit of an interest in you um in terms of the roles you've you've um fulfilled or 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 taken up in the different organizations um so you know if 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 we venture into um into into material that should be struck off the record your safe word is you know this is this is off the record or you know (laughs) any creative variation (laughs) of that um so you know if you could give us a bit of a brief on that or just tell us a bit about what what you've been involved in or what you've done in one or more of those uh organizations yes so safe border was when i joined safe border there was uh there was certainly a push um following a fundraise mm-hmm. prior to the next raise mm-hmm. uh, to expand geographic presence. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly some time, effort, resources put behind expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was high level agreement um, th- across the company that the the expansion, so initial expansions were a, uh, kind of uh, sought around East Africa, just given geographic proximity, kind of uh, similar markets, um, similar culture sets mm-hmm. to work with. Um, obviously, whenever you're talking about expanding in sub-Sahara, Nigeria is the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so when I dropped in, it was <clears throat> right post the decision that uh, Nigeria would be the uh, more of the focus mm-hmm. uh, than any other East African market. So this was um, 2019, mm. uh, mid-2019. Um, and and the role, uh, yeah, the, the role cut across kind of uh, initially working 
super small team, myself mm-hmm. and, and, and the country head, uh, and then one, two other individuals mm-hmm. um, from afar. <clears throat> Still answering the question of, is this the right move? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there was, and largely because at this point, uh, so to, to add a bit of context here, this was when the quote unquote ride hailing wars were really picking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were three other uh, two other longer-term players in Lagos at the time in the Nigerian market. So, at the at the broadest level, uh, at the time you had Safe Boda in East Africa, mm-hmm. and then you had in the Nigerian market Max Okada. You had Gokada, and then you had what became O-Ride Ope, mm-hmm. uh, which is Opera um, or, or fu- funded by Opera. Um, those other players were established in uh, Lagos. There was, and then um, Max had established in one other city outside. But then there was a a string of incidences kind of early to mid-2019 that made uh, operating in in Lagos specifically, um, which is by far and away, uh, ostensibly from afar, the biggest market, Mm -hmm. the one that everyone seems to to be interested in or seem to be interested the market that was really the the crown jewel jewel the one to vie for and and to fight over um there was a series of regulations both in terms of kind of aimed at um professionalizing kind of adding standards into the uh, okada market mm-hmm. the boda boda market um the two-wheeled ride hailing space and uh and and that meant that it would have been uh, the nature of engaging there would have been different. So just, I mean, to, to strip it apart, um, that meant that uh, bikes uh, could only ply bikes 200 cc and above could only ply um, kind of the main thoroughfares, mm-hmm. and then smaller bikes, so your Bajaj 125 and and your Boxer 150s um, could do the 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 inner streets. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then there was, and and this was. Uh, prior to my time, um, and and I cannot take credit for it. Uh, I wish I could, but I can't. Um, there was also offline conversations going on around uh, that push uh, with the the bike, the CC limits, and everything. But broader efforts to um, mo- quote unquote modernize uh, the transportation infrastructure, the mobility infrastructure in Lagos, and and what that meant was then. Um, uh, seemingly publicly a welcoming of players like safe boda max uh gokata into the market um but then uh behind closed doors or implicitly uh in awareness that uh, there was not a long-term welcome uh in that market in particular so uh when i dropped in we were we were starting already to look at other markets um and and yeah there were a few that we we moved through Mm -hmm. um kind of spending one two weeks on the ground really trying to to suss out um from the you know bottom up top down inside out outside in um taking okada rides just getting the the feel for the shape and the nature of the market what the the use case was mm-hmm. um what price points were in the market because all of these things uh need to be factored into into the development of the go-to-market plan mm-hmm. um and yes figured uh that that ibadan looked ibadan looked significantly enough like kampala mm-hmm. um 
in the sense you you have a sprawling just geographically massive city mm-hmm. um you have uh okada or boda boda as a daily uh, a daily mobility solution for folks mm-hmm. whereas uh, as opposed to um other markets it, it, it more not luxury but more of a, a one-off once a week twice a week type thing mm-hmm. um uh and, and then just like a favorable regulatory environment mm-hmm. um and and yeah, ingrained culturally, both from a supply side uh, and demand side perspective. Um, so spent significant amount of time working to develop the uh, the go to market plan. Um, and that involved figuring out what existed in Kampala, uh, in Nairobi, taking taking the skeleton mm-hmm. um, it very much avoiding a copy paste mm-hmm. uh so taking a skeleton of what existed in other markets um and what was successful about that and, and learning and and then mapping that with enough room for local context in the nigerian market all right so in other words dear listener he was involved in a lot of stuff <coughs> the, the 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 long and short of it like if you if you followed if right. you followed nothing else <laughs> he was involved in a lot of stuff um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no local product support. Let me say that. <laughs> yeah, that I, I I quickly had to learn how to be, to, to run QA. Mm, uh, mm, yeah. Um, so that's that's actually a very exhaustive um, look at at what you've been involved in, and um, that gives us a nice basis for for the discussion. You know, um, we are looking to have a a two pronged approach to this in that you okay seeing that you've been involved in growth and expansion and whatnot um two-pronged approach in that one what to do when starting things out for instance like uh i have an idea i have a product i want to go to market right and the second approach is what to do or what processes to follow or what processes you think would be key in say someone wanting to expand to to a different uh, a different location you know geographic because you obviously have experience in that and you've also had the experience in like like you mentioned local 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 in enough in that you have processes that you feel could be useful in translating your product or your idea market um now we we ran a another useless poll on on our socials yesterday um and if you can believe if you can believe it it was worse than the last one where we only had one one solo um respondent and that was to one of the question um to one of the questions we'd asked regarding like i mentioned the two prongs uh in this case the response was expanding to a new location and the question is would the product be useful in the market you're looking to to go to or to expand to or would it need some modification so we'll we'll try address some of those concerns as well as things you feel could be useful things one might consider oh also sorry actually let me let me let me shout out uh the the one respondent a certain tennis player um (laughs) inside joke um anyway uh yeah, so on to today's business. Tony, do you have any brilliant idea that that you that you might want to share like maybe you have a product, a secret product that that 
<laughs> no, no, that's that's a bad idea. That's that's a very bad idea that would not work. Um uh, Um okay, so yeah, I'm going to need a bit of context on that Tony. I mean, I know the product, but you know, I need some more context on the product. <laughs> so, the idea is um you're trying to build a cosmetic industry, like a cosmetic cosmetics marketplace that only deals with beauty products that are specific for Af- the African context. That's the product. Okay. Okay, so we have the idea straight back and patent it. Thank you very much. Okay. Um <laughs> sorry, that's that that's what that was one of those off the record. <laughs> Um, this no. is starting to feel more like a case interview. <laughs> <laughs> and go. <laughs> All right. So we are looking at this from, you know, two approaches. So one, we we have the product. Now, what do we need to do to look? I mean, what do we need to consider or what processes and what have you locally? Local market. Yeah. So right now we are looking at Kenya since uh, you're familiar with yeah. Kenya. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how did you get to product, right? Like I, 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 I would walk back and interrogate that from from the beginning. Um, the product. Say the product was. Wow, actually, how did we get the? How did you get to the product? <laughs> it. <laughs> like, is this pure ideation? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And and so what you want to do is, uh, test lo- local market viability. Yeah, pretty much. Get the hell out. Go. <laughs> get out and talk to people mm-hmm. um th- the whole build test iterate uh as quickly as possible mm-hmm. um is the right approach uh that being said uh, not easier said than done mm-hmm. and uh more people say it than actually practice it mm-hmm. um um, I, I would say figure out <clears throat> specific to this example, mm-hmm. gather a few kind of like general assumptions, hypotheses mm-hmm. as to, um, uh, who target markets could be, mm-hmm. uh, and, and create something, but, uh, create something, have conversations. So there's, there's a large part of what what I've done in the past, uh, a large part of what I'm doing now, and a mm-hmm. large part of what will drive value in the future is uh, like deeply ethnographic. So you actually become an anthropologist mm-hmm. um, for a certain period of time. You, you certainly wear that hat, and it's looking, listening, um, seeing, tasting, touching, smelling, um, identifying uh, what people are telling you um, mm-hmm. and not telling you. Mm. What's said and not said. That's what's not said is almost as as important. Um, and just that, that annoying seven whys or, or go to 20 whys. Um, I think another thing that folks, um, I've seen a tendency to, uh, think, right. So to Mm over-design something, uh, either a product or a a go-to-market plan or, or, or something like that, a product or service idea, um, as opposed to starting with a small kernel and building up around that. Mm -hmm. Um, and also the importance of, so the importance of getting out, like building something and getting out is, is not, not only to have like a very narrow constrained 
uh, initial entry point because uh, otherwise you're just going to overcomplicate it to yourself mm-hmm. um, or, or for yourself when you go to actually go to product or go to market. Um, but it's uh, it's to actually get the right types of feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, people telling you, like, I, it, for example, um, I am terrified when when people say, yes, we need this solution. This is a great idea. That's mm-hmm. really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, when it's in idea phase, mm-hmm. it, when it's in the idea stage, uh, they're not putting any money down, mm-hmm. right? So like that's the real feedback is people actually spending money um, or, or giving you their time um, or, or some other re- uh, liquid or Ill- illiquid resource um, that, that is meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. That's a demonstration that there is value there. Um, I think once you've gotten out, you've done some some uh you know broad at the broad level surveys kind of at that mid-range focus groups at the at the most narrow uh hours and hours of interviews you've synthesized you think you have something um then it's to to think through um the operational levers and the the foundation Mm -hmm. that will in a market like this need to exist mm-hmm. in order for you to create and drive value okay okay so from what i gather you know from from based on what you've said yes you have an idea you know you go do your market research and does it sound good yeah 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 yeah, yeah sure sure it sounds good you know we'd we'd be happy to we'd, i mean it sounds like a good idea once you've got that feedback, the best approach would be to actually take some of that feedback on board and build something and probably take it to the same people. And Well, potentially. Mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> this specific example, mm-hmm. um, which which has intellectual property protections wrapped around it, <laughs> um, so no so no one can use it. But uh, I, so I've heard um, I've heard <clears throat> I think we've all heard. Uh, the both the horror and the hero stories mm-hmm. of early <clears throat> early stage ventures. I kind of most recently heard of uh, one uh, in in a very well known um, e commerce marketplace on the on the continent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ha- having the approach where, uh, it, but but I know and and this has been pub- uh, published. Uh, Zappos did this um, for the first. Y- while uh, of their operations is uh, they listed a product. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have it in stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as someone completed a transaction, they went out and bought it and mm-hmm. shipped it to them. It's, it's things like that. So in, in this case, uh, you can go to the store and just buy buy a ton of Revlon products. Mm-hmm. Or maybe take Revlon out, but uh, <laughs> any any brand products. Um, and 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 if that's if the idea is is, is a D to C uh, for the sub-Saharan African market um, focused on uh, people of color, uh, then yeah, uh, try to find something that that maps that. I know I think actually Rihanna has a, a company that's focused on that right now. I, uh, I think so, so so get a get someone to bring you in a suitcase full of her product uh, to put a tape over the name. Uh, and then and build a build a the simplest uh, site you can do. Maybe even just get some WhatsApp groups set up. Mm-hmm. Um, super light cost, lightweight. Uh, don't spend a lot of time and effort on it, mm-hmm. and see if it sells. And if it sells, then invest the time and effort. 
afterwards but but beforehand i think like um and by the way this gets far harder when millions of dollars of uh venture capital are behind you mm, mm, um mm. it is far Care to elaborate because because that feels like <laughs> <laughs> it's far easier mm-hmm. to do this well, and, and I think in an ideal world, I don't know if the Google team has cracked this or, or any others have, have cracked this, this type of um, super agile, flexible kind of uh, product dev work. It is far easier when there are <clears throat> lower stakes and the remit is um, more of the quest, the, the kind of the design thinking question of how might we, mm-hmm. um, and it is, and and less the question of um, there is now <clears throat> X number of, of dollars that have been invested into an entity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those dollars need to, they, they were seeking a target. Mm-hmm. They have hit the target. Uh, and uh, in the same way that funds have a remit to disperse capital, you as the portfolio entity have a remit to take the capital and to grow your business. Mm. Um, and and then, you know, there's a lot of opportunities in growth and outgrowth, um, but there, there are natural and artificial caps to markets. And when one has saturated a market, um, certainly, at a, at, you know, at a, I think it's, there is a sense that, uh, so series A post product market fit, um, grow in your current market, series B, um, you now confront uh, new market expansion mm-hmm. or new product dev. Um, and so all of that to say, um, n- not that they are uh, predetermined conclusions, mm-hmm. but but this it this gets far more difficult. I don't think it should be philosophically, mm-hmm. by the way, like I and, and, and practically like I think that uh, it's far harder, but uh, <laughs> and it's far more difficult, uh, but like I think a key to success, particularly well in yeah in all markets, uh, would would be to actually maintain um, this uh, the the po- inertia in a positive sense. So the inertia that and and the type of uh, learning that comes from the highly agile iterative approach um, in a larger venture. And so, God, I have no idea how <laughs> IBM and, and, and Google does it. I think we know how Facebook does it. They just <laughs> copy and paste, but... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we don't know how Google does it. Um, maybe maybe pro- new product to market and then shut down six months later. Okay, that's a low blow. Um, <clears throat> but, all right, so, you know, that, that sounds... That sounds very how do i put it something practical um but i'm going to pick up on a point you had mentioned about feedback and and why it's important especially the not so much the yes and and i think we'd we'd also have this conversation at some point um why the the no's are more important or the no's could be just as important as as the yeses and why that is um get to you know elaborate a bit more on that you know like if you if you have your idea you have your product and you know you've taken the product you've built your product out in one form or shape take it to market and boom ask people and they say yeah but or you know actually this isn't quite what i'm looking for or you know why is that important 
would you say? I think <clears throat> two part answer. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm I'm just kind of gonna dodge and, and riff here, but um, <laughs> I, I think in in large part there has been what and certainly uh, larger businesses uh, with with uh, non digital so uh, like hardware or, or or products or services um, you have to well you have to build something first mm-hmm. it, it, and it is harder it, re- it requires something and and that's not a few lines of code like slapped together um, but I my sense is that f- folks for a long time have had been under a it, it's it's really the break between the 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 old approach mm-hmm. to doing this to feedback mm-hmm. um which i see as uh broader kind of chasing yeses mm-hmm. um and building something because <clears throat> At the end of the day, everyone wants to know uh, what's your total total addressable market. Mm-hmm. TAM, TAM is the thing that is always on, whether it's a pitch deck uh, uh, or 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 like a, an investor prospectus. Like that is the thing that everyone is talking about. Um, and so, f- the alternative here is is what Superhuman has done, mm-hmm. and that approach. Um, and in, in the sense of <clears throat> what you want to get is you want to refund you're actually aiming at uh the smallest addressable market you create um like true champions mm-hmm. um and and then you know it's a matter of thinking through uh from pricing go to market go to product can you actually build a business around this mm-hmm. um I think in the case of Superhuman, like still in invite only, like they're, I think they've crested a hundred thousand users. I'm not quite sure, but <clears throat> we can we can look that up. Uh, and and I'm and I'm certain that there are more no's in their product development trajectory mm-hmm. than there are yeses. Mm-hmm. Whereas <clears throat> yeses are, um, yeses can. Yeses, yeses can be misleading mm-hmm. as a false positive, mm-hmm. where a no is actually um, a true negative, if that makes sense. From in, in and, and and insofar as an information gathering exercise mm-hmm. <clears throat> and laying out a, a path to move forward, mm-hmm. uh, the true negative is actually more valuable for you mm-hmm. than the false positive. Okay think that sh- that uh, gives gives Tony do you have any questions no okay we, d- we really don't care um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no anyway um, so you know that's that's a nice way to get things moving you know you have your product you're looking to take it to market you know you've gathered your feedback you have something so now slowly working up towards the the second approach um so you've got your product looking good you've taken it to market now how do you grow <laughs> i mean that's that's a very vague question and yeah. intentionally so um because you know depending on what you're looking at and your metrics uh you def- define growth as different things or growth means different right. things to different people so i will ask you 
from your perspective, how do you grow? Um, at the highest level, thinking the the, oper- the the options are in growth or out growth. Mm-hmm. So grow into your existing market, ge- geographic market, mm-hmm. um, or or expand geographically within the existing market. Then you can think through um, new product service lines, mm-hmm. um, and and that is then either typically. Um, a horizontal mm-hmm. integration approach mm-hmm. or a vertical integration approach. Um, so looking at existing market, op, uh, existing market where you've built a brand presence, you've built an operational presence, um, potentially like uh, uh, cultural, culturally you uh, have more fluidity um, and, and an, an accepted uh, presence. Um, you can then look to tap into all of those things uh, and leverage on them um, if you have some type of opportunity for uh, additional product service verticals um, or horizontals, I guess in that case, um, and then and 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 t- undertake that expansion effort locally. Um, <clears throat> Or uh, and and it's not always the case that it sh- it should or need to be need be in either or these things can happen in tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, often, like at a at a growing vibrant company, like you will need to be doing both. Mm-hmm. You have to have your your eye on on both balls. And and the third ball, by the way, is like the active the current active uh, market um, presence, whether it's a product or a service. Mm-hmm. Like that that thing, um, as we've seen with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the thing that uh, you tend to be able to lift up and kind of put not on autopilot, but mm-hmm. support. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and yet when, when, when there's a, a macro shock like COVID, mm-hmm. um, that then not only uh, affects your expansion efforts, but it also affects your, your existing, your, your, um, your starting market, uh, mm-hmm. the, the initial market presence. Um, so uh, those are the opportunities for ingrowth. The, the challenges um, there in thinking through are, um, is there compatibility um, and, and high, high degrees of crossover with your current um, uh, product capabilities, operational capabilities, um, brand presence and awareness, uh, et cetera? Um, how easy is it for you to build a new product or service, bring it to market? and monetize locally uh, versus doing what could be, you know, if your product is stable and you have an operational model that you that you think is uh, to a high degree of confidence is replicable, um, then can you replicate uh, while folding on um, local context? Mm-hmm. So this is something that I think um, one of the things that we've spoke about before, like uh, that I think a lot do uh, wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lot of um, th- this notion that <clears throat> because something works in one market, mm-hmm. um, you know, for for uh, the, the sub-Saharan African market, apart from North Africa and South Africa specifically, is um, it, it, it falls under all of the, the same challenges that you would read in a World Bank report, lack of infrastructure, uh, complicated bureaucracy, corruption, etc. Uh, and so it's treated as you know, more or less a contiguous market. You have Francophone Africa, you have Nigeria, and then you have the rest. <laughs> um, and so the, the thought with outgrowth is can you uh, easily, to, to some degree, um, copy and paste that the thing that works um, 
in the local market, bring it to a new place, and then add on an additional fold of, of local context. Um, and, and this is where I think a lot of uh, projects kind of go wrong is, is in that creating space for local context mm-hmm. um, and, and the room um, particularly within later stage companies. So, cause now we're talking series B, series C, mm-hmm. there's, there's more money on the table. Um, there are the investors probably and the advisors are further removed from the local market context. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're, they're what they're looking for has also changed in, in, in a sense, um, in their ability to, to, to really understand the context. Um, but what is needed is actually like greater degrees of flexibility at that point, greater degrees of freedom. Um, because not not accounting for number one, not saying that Nigeria is the uh, the right. If you're in East Africa, in an East African entity, um, and uh, for the reason for whatever reasons you've you've uh, done Rwanda, uh, Uganda, and Kenya, so the next expansion uh, is either probably Ethiopia or Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, like first and foremost, to interrogate that. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a lot of people go wrong and they look at, what do they look at? They look at that, they look at TAM. Mm-hmm. They say, what's the biggest total addressable market? As opposed to taking that, the superhuman approach to what is, uh, where is there the greatest need and the greatest value to be created? Mm-hmm. I think a great example of this recently is uh, Sendi, mm-hmm. um, opting to uh, expand to Cote d'Ivoire, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, and, and I'm sure there's many reasons that the space in the delivery space in Nigeria is pretty crowded um, by local players. And so mm-hmm. you would really be hard pressed to get in and, and, and to kind of muscle out and establish a niche for yourself. But nevertheless, like I really respect the the their willingness to um, to, to, to take a move like that and and to really like appreciate the opportunities that exist challenges certainly Mm -hmm. but also opportunities that exist in um non-dominant or not the a market that isn't the first to come to mind Mm. and you fold in the local context um you create you have to create flexibility um for for the 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 operating entity and this is what i think uh you know everyone from uh, Andela to Safeboda, any Pan-African earlier stage venture faces this like, now how do we manage a Pan-African entity? Mm -hmm. Um, From my experience, the greater degrees of freedom accorded to the entity, Mm -hmm. uh, the greater likelihood of success. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to remain plugged into the core business, but Mm -hmm. like uh, the the idea that you can handhold and or micromanage or uh really kind of uh be sitting across the the continent and have and know exactly um what what uh on any given week your price points should be uh what type of discount you should be offering customers and and what you should be paying for example uh uh, drivers for a per kilometer fare <clears throat> that's something that has to be determined at the local level and 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 then even to the point of making decisions like um is it lagos or ibadan mm-hmm. um things like that uh the more devolution the better the flatter the better and i know like at this point that's kind of um that's wall hangings like it, it, it's uh, easier said than done kind of cheap cheap words mm-hmm. um but uh i think the more that can be done like that and the more that folks can think um 
in those terms the the higher degrees and likelihood for success from a geographic expansion okay 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 we we are getting into the international markets now um we will continue this discussion uh in the second part of this of this of this conversation with zach um and i guess stay tuned stay tuned I, I haven't done a two-part. <laughs> I haven't done a two-parter before. Um, stay tuned. Sounds good to me, right? Yeah, all right.